Was that your hardest lesson in business? It was definitely the hardest point in my business. And for a few months coming up to it, I was going in, teaching classes, and I was literally at the verge of a breakdown. Literally at the verge of a breakdown and going in and teaching yoga. And then one day I was out for a walk with my husband down at North Beach. And I remember the moment I said to my husband, I was like, I cannot go in anymore teaching classes when I'm going through hell in my life. It just does not does not work together. You cannot teach yoga and your life falling apart at the same time. No, this podcast is sponsored by myself, Yoga with Morija, i.e. 25% off my online studio. Use the code podcast. So let's listen team. Suzanne, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back. We're back. (laughs) So I'm so excited to have you here, guys. Bear with us now. Suzanne is one of my really good friends, business partner, co-founder of Hearts of Courage, and she is just overall an inspirational woman to me. And we get giddy when we're together. I actually think that we're both inspirational to each other. Oh, I love yeah. that. No, love we that. are. Yeah. Like literally when we meet up, we're both filled with ideas. And we can't finish a sentence because <laughs> one person jumps in with another idea and then we jump to the next idea. We're very alike that way. <laughs> we're very fiery. Yeah. We're everywhere. We're very everywhere. fiery. Yeah. So many ideas. Yeah. We have so many ideas, but we're also really good at getting those ideas and putting them out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 We definitely do. We're both doers. Yes. Yeah. We are. So I asked Suzanne, I was like, will she come on the podcast? And she was so happy to come on. And you know what? I just feel like you're just a bundle of information, a bundle of joy. You're a fellow entrepreneur, businesswoman, yoga teacher, two businesses as well. And I just feel like you've been in the game a long time. Oh my God. We're both in the same industry, but we both have very different businesses. Really different and the same. Yeah, different and the same. So we bounce off each other and compliment each other. We were just having a little chat there. Suzanne was telling me about some amazing lady with amazing legs in your your class. Yeah. So I just came from teaching class this morning and this lady came in and I looked at her and was like, oh, do I know who she is? And her name was actually, oh, I'm not going to say what her name is. (laughs) Anyway. So we basically taught her daughter in our teacher training. In our teacher training. So we both know her. We both know her. So she came in and she is, I actually think she's in her 80s. Yeah. It's just amazing to see someone coming into just a general yoga class and being able to get through it. And she, her her movement was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. So she's doing the six-week challenge that we have at the studio and she's just at the beginning, but already her first class in and she's so elegant She's so warm. Sometimes you just meet people and they're just... They just fill your heart a little bit. They they, they just do, yeah. And they're just like a joy to teach. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, I love that. So her daughter was telling us during her training about her mom practices yoga. I think she practices breath work and movement. Her mom got her into yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what led her to do the teacher training with us. Yeah, so it's incredible. First of all, Suzanne, we love to talk. Both of us love to talk and the talking chairs definitely help us talk. But I have a few questions, but I think we'll start by, I want to talk about us coming together and making a business because I think that's really, really inspirational. And I just love it. I'm so proud of our teacher training. Mm, So proud. It's so proud of it. And it's coming again in 24. We're so proud. But I want you to, first of all, introduce yourself and then tell me how your loved ones would introduce you. 
Okay. So I would introduce myself as a business owner. I am a Katona yoga teacher, <laughs> which we will talk about also. I am Irish. I might sound American, but I am very Irish at the core. I was born here. I just spent a little bit of time in New York. <laughs> and that's why I sound like I have more of an American accent. But both your parents are from Wicklow, are they? Both of my, my yes. I come from actually a little bit like you. I have a big, close, loud Irish family, like very traditional. You go into the house and everyone's talking over each other. So yeah, like I'm definitely very Irish. My my family are down in Wicklow and I, I moved back from New York so I could be close to them. I am married to a lovely guy from the north side in Dublin and we're married for 10 years next April. So yeah, he's brilliant. He supports me all the way. My family support me all the way. I how else would I explain myself? I love animals and I literally have like a small zoo at home. I have two giant dogs that are bigger than myself and I also have a beautiful little cat and I am incredibly passionate about anything to do with health, whether it is to do with food or whether it is to do with yoga. I am really, really passionate and I love learning. I love learning and I love being around people that want to learn. Yeah, I feel like I learn from you every single time I meet you. <laughs> <laughs> well, right back at you. Yeah. I think that we really learn from, like we both have such different skills and I think that it's very mutual. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's great to have that relationship. No, I love it. And you know what as well? I feel like, Suzanne, I'll say something really random. Like just before this podcast, you were saying your front of your hair is a bit thin. I was like, so is, so is mine. And you were like, that's because we're warm people. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? Because I just oh, find dear. that fascinating. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, yeah, let's take that back a little bit to Katoni Yoga. And within Katoni Yoga, we like to learn about the body. And of course, in every yoga, we like to learn with the body, but Katoni Yoga is more based on like Chinese medicine. And within Chinese medicine, you have like warm, cold, damp, and there's different types that you're going to have in your body. And when we have too much heat in our body, and that could be heat from like emotions or trauma or stress, it all creates... Or you like to move a lot and you like to do really strong stuff. Yeah, that can also create a lot of heat in your body and you're not like releasing it. So when people have too much heat in your body, you want to actually add more cooling things like eat a cucumber, (laughs) (laughs) go for a dip in the sea, drink lots of water. So you want to be able to, like when people are going through menopause, they get hot, right? And that's why a lot of women like to go in the ocean as they get older (laughs) because it it really cools them down. So, you know, really changing. So I, I really like to be able to help people with their bodies, change their chemistry in their bodies. I think it's so fascinating. Like, I love learning about it for myself. Obviously, I'm getting older and I'm also hot and getting a little bit frizzy here in the front too. But like, there's ways that we can take care of ourselves that is really going back to nature. Looking at nature and how nature works and how we can also work with nature instead of like a lot of people. Sorry, all of you people out there who love Botox, but it is so against nature. You are 
are going in there and you're literally freezing your cells. Like instead of freezing your cells, get some circulation through your cells. Move your body, move your ankles, move your knees, move your hips, get blood flow going. And you know what? So so (laughs) many of my friends now love Botox. Mm. I've never had Botox and I hope I never will because you know what? I just feel like... I love laughter lines. I love people's faces. And I feel like we're all starting to look the same. But anyway, <laughs> still love all my besties that love their Botox. <laughs> and all my friends and oh, everyone course, out there. Of course. And whatever makes you feel good. Of course. So- I mean, yes. And you know, sometimes it's a confidence thing. Yeah. You know, and sometimes people are like, oh, I really need it to make me. And that's absolutely okay. But... For me, I would much rather 1,000%, you know, just try to do everything as natural as I can. Come back to me in 10 years and see if I've gone down the Botox line, but I really don't think so. I really don't think so. So this, I think, is just a perfect example how Suzanne is just got so much knowledge, so much experience. Every time I'm with her, I'm like a sponge. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Feed my soul. Mm. And I love that you are so connected to like the Eastern way of tuning into our body. I do. I've given you the formal questions that I have, but I want to just keep it quite natural. And we'll talk a little bit more about Ketonia yoga again. But first of all, I want to take you right back to the year before you became a yoga teacher. Okay. And then we'll go, we're going to skip forward then as well. But first take us back to that moment when you were like, I need a change. Because I know you were in the fashion world in New York for a long time, weren't you? I sure was. Yes. (laughs) Give us a snippet of that and then take us to that year before you decided to head off to India. Oh my God, my life is so different now. So a snippet of my life before I was a yoga teacher, I was working in the fashion industry in New York. I was the assistant to, I'm going to drop some names now. (laughs) Go on, do it, do it, drop them hot. (laughs) So I was an assistant and I worked at Calvin Klein and I worked alongside Virginia Woolf, who is now Anna Winter's assistant. And Anna Winter, if you don't know her, I'm sorry, she is the chief head executor of Vogue America. It was a pretty big job in the sense that it was a nine to five job. I was working for somebody else. And even though I love the job, it was great. I have my New York crowd, my Calvinites that we call them, my friends from Calvin. And we had a great time. We were out partying all the time. It was really a party party lifestyle, right? Yeah. Then I really got a pull and I had an urge to come back to Ireland. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come back to Ireland. You needed to be close to your family. I needed to be close to my, my beautiful Irish family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I needed to make a big change. So I came back to Ireland and I was home in Ireland and I was working for Dunn Stores and I just hated my life. I was like going and I was working. It was nine to five and it was hard work. It was really, really hard, intense work. And I was like, there's got to be something else out there that I can do. And I loved yoga. I had started yoga when I was in New York. I never went to yoga studios when I was in New York. I would go to the gym and in the gym, there was a yoga studio and I was like the worst person in there. Everybody else was all really, really good, but I loved yoga. And I came back here and I started going to some pretty incredible yoga classes. And it was, oh my God, this is going back like I don't know, maybe not quite 20 years, but a long time ago. So there possibly could be some people out there that know this teacher named Teresa Murphy. And Teresa, I started going to her vinyasa flow classes and I was blown away. I was like, 
God, the energy, the sweat, the movement, the music, the breath, the just feeling of exhilaration. I was like, oh my God, I need more of that in my life. And I was like, okay, I'm working for Dunn Stores, but you know what? And then I started to like do some research and I was like, I'm going to go away and I am going to do a yoga teacher training. I felt like I needed to be taken away to do my teacher training because I wanted to really focus. I'm the type of person who I can be really everywhere. So I needed focus. I also don't think at that time there was many weekend trainings. That wasn't really an option. No, in Ireland, there really wasn't. And at the time also, there wasn't weekend trainings, but there might have been trainings that were like, say, two or three years. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I went away for three months to southern India. I was on the side of the highest mountain in India, uh, surrounded by tea fields. It was spectacular. Uh, it was a very different experience than what I would get here. It was a very spiritual experience. That yeah. Something that I'd never really experienced before. After, I think, week one, I was like, why am I crying? What's wrong with me? This is a really good experience. But I was just experiencing things that I had never really experienced. So that training was great. I love that training. And I came back. So it was a very good spiritual experience. But I didn't feel like I had the physical experience. So I started training in Ashtanga yoga. So I started training in Ashtanga yoga. Which is a really tough yoga practice. It's a set sequence. There's lots of different series of anyone that doesn't know Ashtanga and it's quite traditional. And it's a really good place to start. It's a really good place to start because it yeah. really shows you discipline. And yeah. You can really learn this, the sequence. Um, then I came back and I started doing that. And I felt like I really needed to know that before I started teaching. Yeah. So then that's when I started teaching. As soon as I came back, yeah. I started. I went out and I was like, where do I start? What do I do? So I went out and at the time there was no social media, no Facebook, no Instagram, come meet me. And the WhatsApp groups that you could like send messages around to people. So literally got flyers and I went around to schools and when the people were picking up their kids and I was like, hey, I'm going to be doing yoga class. Come and meet me. And there, I am not joking, some of those flyers that I passed out that very first day, those people are still coming to my classes. Like I actually, and I, I said it on social media the other day, it's actually 17 years I'm teaching. So 17 years, those people are still coming to my classes today. That's amazing. That just isn't goes it? to show the type of teacher you are. I know. It's yeah. mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. <gasps> but people are loyal. When you find a good teacher and you connect with them, you stay with them. And I always say to even some of my students, like, you might not see them for a couple of months, but they'll come back. They'll come back. And yoga always invites you in. And, you know, there's always some people like, and they come to you and they're like, I'm so guilty. I haven't been for ages. I'm like, leave that at the door. You're back here now. And you're always just so happy to see them. You're, you're just like, oh, it's great to see you. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. are you healthy? And just seeing the familiar face is so warming, isn't it? It's yeah. so warming. I know sometimes I do think about people. I'm like, oh, God, I haven't seen them in a while. I hope they're okay. I hope, like, their health is okay. And, yeah, yeah. I started teaching. I started teaching a lot. Mm -hmm. I started teaching all over Dublin. And it was a bit crazy. And I was kind of like, oh, wait, hold on a second. I am dragging yoga mats and props all over Dublin. And... 
this doesn't seem like a really zen, happy life. You're that kind I, of climbing that I back in... into the rat race of New York. Absolutely. I was all over the place. And I kind of had to reevaluate where I was going to take this and what I was going to do. I sat down with my family. My dad also works for himself. And I had a chat with him. And he's like, Suzanne, you need a business plan. I was like, what's a business plan? And he's like, you need to go in and you need to speak to an accountant and figure out what can you make? What do you need? For about two years, I worked really, really hard building the community, getting people into my classes, sharing the practice of yoga, and also uh, sharing the practice of yoga, but also just like sharing space, just having space for people to go where they could just decompress But then I wasn't feeling very decompressed. So I was like, okay, I really need another plan and put my thinking cap on. I really feel now that I put my business plan together. I've built a community. I had built a community. I worked really hard to build that community. And now I actually think I can do this. I think that I could support having a business with what I have right now. Yeah. And that's, that's really where... Is that where the studio was born? That's where the studio was born. So for two years, I worked really hard. And then I saw that I couldn't really keep doing what I was doing. Yeah. Some people can do that. I felt like I wasn't the type of person that could do that. I felt like I needed to be more grounded. Yeah. And there's pros and cons to that because I actually have a similar story. You know, I was a yoga teacher on wheels. That's what I literally (laughs) call myself. And I know I'm probably six and a half-ish years doing it. But those first two years, I was in every studio, every mission. I was working, Mm. I was teaching early morning, late evening, but Mm. I loved the buzz of it. I know, I know. Even though you love the buzz of it, it kind of comes down to having a balanced life. You can't be teaching in the morning, teaching in the evening, then getting up the next morning. And you're not going to feel good the next morning. You're not going to be able to show up to that class the next morning. And you're not going to be able to give it all to the people. And your own practice gets forgotten about. And that's a big thing with a lot of yoga teachers. Like for me, I was like, I had a mission, getting my name around there as much as I could teach as much studios, bring yoga around Dublin, my style of yoga around Ireland, different places. And then I always had the end goal of doing my own thing. And I think that's probably what happened to you as well with the studio. But Suzanne, I feel like I'm going to get back to that now in a minute. You know me, I like to jump from one thing to another. (laughs) But I think we should just talk about how we met. I wonder, do we have two different stories of it? I'll tell you how I remember it. I moved up to Dublin and I was looking for a studio for me to practice in myself. And I found my yoga body down in Dunleary. Mm. I went to a couple of your classes, loved them. And I think I went to another one, maybe Orla, I think a few times. And I loved them. I think I was doing like a Tuesday or a Friday morning or something. I was getting my mm. weekly ritual. And then at one stage, I just was chatting to you and I was telling you that I was a teacher. And then you were like, oh, I'll get you on the cover list, whatever. And then a lovely teacher, Amy, used to teach you on a Wednesday, a fiery, sweaty vinyasa. Do you remember oh, that evening yes. class? Amy, what's Amy's last name? Sorry, Amy. Oh, beautiful girl a gorgeous blonde yeah, girl she's yeah, lovely yeah and I had met her through another studio as well before but she couldn't teach for a while so I was covering her so I started doing oh, those yes, that's right she had classes a, yes yes yeah I used to teach hot yoga we used to 
literally people used to be dripping sweat just walking in the door. Oh, I remember. It was like yeah. a sardine. Every every <laughs> mat was squished together. There'd be sweat flying in your the face. energy was amazing. I, I was doing these yeah. mandala flows and I loved your community. Yeah. And I remember yeah. Doni actually from those oh, classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Who was one of our Hearts of Courage 23, one of our first yeah. male graduates of Hearts of Courage. Yeah. But Suzanne, that's how I remember I met you. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I remember I remember you coming in and you're just being this big, tall, beautiful girl and you're like <laughs> I was you're like telling my my story. You're like, Oh, I just moved back from New Zealand. I just live up the road and you were full of energy and yeah, I, I remember you in the classes and you like soaked everything up, like everything I say in the class. I could see you moving it in your body. But I also have another story <laughs> of how we met and it was after COVID. Do you know what I'm going to say? I think I do. Go on, you tell us. (laughs) (laughs) So it was after COVID and I had whatever, let's just COVID and I had opened up my new studio and I was in Dunleary and I was going down to get some tailoring done. I had a huge bag of tailoring. I was heading to the zip yard down in Dunleary and you had your studio next door to it. Yeah. And I walked by and hadn't seen you like since before COVID, but we had a little bit of communication, right? Yeah. Because also we have Casey, who Casey works for you and she works for me. And it was um, just COVID time. We were all locked away from each other. We were all locked (laughs) away. And you were there in your studio and, and I called in to say hello to you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you called in and then we were just chatting and we were just like, buzzing off each other. You were telling me about your new space. I was showing you my new space. Yeah. And then we were both like, we just started talking about teacher trainings and how we both had a vision. And I was like, I was like, I, I said, it's on my bucket list. I feel I have this idea that for was, a teacher training. That was our seed. Yeah, that was our seed. And you said to me, Maura, why don't we just do it together? together. I know. And I am very much a solo businesswoman. I like to do everything on my own. Same here. And I just yeah. said, I just said, yeah. There was just something in that moment. And I don't know if it was COVID and like been locked away for so long or we were kind of like drawn together in that moment. And yeah, it was a really special moment. I really remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, same. Yeah, and I, I feel like that was our moment. And that was late 21, I think it was. Late 21 when I had that studio. Early 22. And that moment, Suzanne, I knew that me and you had the same values as teachers. I also knew we had a very similar vision in what we wanted, but we also were very different. Very different, which is why it really works, because I feel like there's no competition between either of us. No. So I'm just going to, just in case, we're just presuming everyone knows. So we have a business I have mentioned previously, I think on my first podcast, but Hearts of Courage Limited is a yoga teacher training school that we have created and co-founded together. We do a 200 hours training fully online and fully in person Mm. here in Dunleary. They both run side by side, but they're completely separate. So we have an online crew. We have an in-person crew. We started building it in 22. Our first training launched in January and February 23. Sold out our first training (laughs) online and in person. And it's just gone from strength to strength. It was an incredible experience Mm. that we'll talk about. And then this year, we were just both 
partially running in our business, we decided we make a company. So mm, we have a company I together. Know. Yeah, we're both directors of... We're both directors, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, I the, know we need to use those credit cards. I know, yeah. We don't... Have, we, <laughs> we need to expense our coffees. <laughs> so, Suzanne, we've come together. We've built this incredible business. And just something there, I know I've really butted in here now on your lovely story. And you talked about your first training being very spiritual. And mm-hmm. I think we both have taken things from our first trainings huge and we've taken things from other trainings and our learnings as as teachers and put them all together in hearts of courage and it is incredible to be able to go away for a month do your training right but it's not feasible for everyone and we really do one day we'll probably be doing it abroad somewhere for a month yeah (laughs) in the near future but the way we decided to build our trainings was to keep it hot in people's minds it's over like a five-month period and you really have to give your life to this time yeah and it's just I'm trying to find the words can I get you to explain what do you feel people got from our 23 training so to be honest with you I think that they got so much more than they actually signed up for right so I think that and, and the reason I say that is because I have never seen a group from a teacher training flourish so much afterwards. So many of them are out there and they are really good teachers. A lot of people come out of their teacher training and they do not have the confidence It's a big thing, confidence. Even for me, when I came out, I didn't have the confidence. I still needed to work harder. That's because you learn about yoga, but you don't learn how to teach. And that's why ours is different. Totally. Yeah. Yes. Uh, We're really giving, and, and each individual is very different, right? So we're really giving them the confidence that they know what they're doing. They're learning it, they're practicing it, and they're teaching literally right away. They're growing as a group right? They come in the first day, no one's talking to each other. They're all afraid to even look at each other. By the end, they're getting matching tattoos. That's a true story. Yeah. (laughs) They they got matching (laughs) tattoos or in person. That being said, we have both communities in person and online. The online flourish just as much as the in-person. Just as much. Like I'm looking at them and they all have like their social media accounts and they're all out there putting themselves out there. Like some of the like their stuff that they're doing on their social media. I'm like, oh my God, look at them. It's amazing. They are doing so well. Yeah. So well. I'm going to go back into your story now, right? So that's a little bit better hearts of courage. So obviously it wasn't just you becoming a yoga teacher. It was a whole new lifestyle for you. We'll go back to you. You know, you were so busy. You were trying to teach all this yoga all day around. But get back into your business. So you talked to your dad. He was like, get a business plan. And then the studio was born. So tell us about the studio. Yeah. So I found this beautiful location by the sea in Deliri. My yoga body. I absolutely loved our location. I was there for, oh God, I think I was there for 12, 13 years. And I literally put my heart and soul into it. So I opened up after two years. And when I opened up, it literally was so unique. I was like the first one who had like a vinyasa studio offering vinyasa. A lot of the studios were doing like hatha or maybe other styles like our Iyengar, but also I was doing hot vinyasa. 
yeah. at the time. And when I first opened also, I wanted to have a spa, but that didn't work out. That was definitely, <laughs> yeah, we'll move on from that. That didn't work. So then I just used to rent out the rooms because it was a huge location. The room itself wasn't so big, so it wasn't a perfect location. So I put my heart and soul into that. Literally, it was my everything. And I built a huge community in Dunleary. Yeah. And literally, I'd say that the majority of people that did Vinyasa Flow um, over the last 15 years were through those doors. And in the beginning, it was all me. So again, I was going back to just throwing myself and doing everything. And then I was like, okay, I need to get some, I need to get people to help me. Then I got Orla Fitzgerald. She was my first teacher I had. And initially people were like, oh, I don't really like her. I was like, just go, just go. She's brilliant. Because people are like, lots of people said, no more. We just want you. Every teacher has so much to offer. So much to offer. So eventually they loved her. I was like, fantastic. Thank God. Take the pressure off me. I don't have to do it all. And then I slowly started building my team. uh, Because when you have a studio, you can't do it all. You need a nice big team. And also with building that team, I like to know my team. I like to have coffees with them to see how they're doing, how their life is, to make sure that they're okay, they're happy, because there's nothing worse than having someone in your team who's not happy. Right. So making sure that everyone is okay with the classes they're doing. So building my team. And people come to a yoga studio just to be looked after and to be supported so I feel like every moment you step on your mat anyone that's a yoga teacher whatever's going on in your life I'm sorry leave it at the door oh my god leave Leave it at the door door, because there's nothing worse you go to a class and people bring their drama or bring their trauma we all have stuff going on but you are there people are coming for a big hug internally externally and you have to lead it they are coming to charge up their batteries by you. Yeah. So you, the teacher needs to be not going around doing 25 classes a week. No. They need to have a balanced life, right? So I really try to like build a team that's not going around burning themselves out because I want them to come in and again, be able to give their everything yeah. to the class. And there's so many teachers out there that are like burning themselves out, teaching loads of classes. So please, if you're out there, try to be smart and yeah, uh, I was take doing care this. of yourself. I was at one stage, yeah. I was up to the 20s mark. Yeah. And now I am so happy. I teach eight classes sometimes 10 a week but they're nice at my own pace my own time it's all just the mornings and and there you go you also have to figure out what what works best for you so you're really a natural morning person yeah and that works best for you you might be a night L, you teach at night. Exactly. And I feel like now my quality yoga is definitely obviously got better because I have more years of time teaching but when you're tired going to a class and you're trying to perform and trying to create space for people. It oh my God, work. there's nothing worse. People can feed off it. Yeah, there's uh, nothing worse. But then also there comes a time that you just need to be inspired, yeah. right? So you're teaching the same sequence and you're like, oh God, this is a bit boring and I'm not feeling inspired. I'm not feeling like charged up. So then you go do a training for yourself. I know. This is what I do every yeah. couple of months. I'm really, really thinking of just December going somewhere for myself. 
myself. Ooh, and we should just, do something together. Yeah, we should. We uh, should. I have something in the plans. Really, yeah. really. I'm thinking early December. I'm just feeling like I've got a trip coming December. Yeah. December is a quiet time for me usually with my classes. So before it gets busy in January, fill up the inspiration cup. Next year is going to be busy. Yeah, big, yeah. big year. Huge year. But Suzanne, right. And we're going to fast forward again. So can I ask you the most? So you, Suzanne lost her studio her beautiful beautiful studio yeah that was devastating absolutely devastating like literally so it was the hardest it was like a divorce yeah can I ask was that your hardest lesson in business it was definitely the hardest point in my business right it was the lowest point so it was like a divorce (laughs) it it was the lowest it was the hardest thing COVID hit I had to pay the bills and I couldn't pay the rent. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of landlords in COVID were like, okay, we'll give you a bit of a discount, whatever. My landlord did, of course, for a little while, but then he was like, no, I just want everything. And I was just like, there was not a, no way. So it was so hard. And for a few months coming up to it, I was going in, teaching classes, and I was literally at the verge of a breakdown, literally at the verge of a breakdown. And going in and teaching yoga. And then one day I was out for a walk with my husband down at North Beach. And I remember the moment I said to my husband, I was like, I cannot go in anymore teaching classes when I'm going through hell in my life. Yeah. It just does not does not work together. You cannot teach yoga and your life falling apart at the same time. I don't think people realize how much energy you have to give as well. Emotionally, like inside so your body true. that you give to other people. So you have to be in a good headspace. And it's really, it's, it is, it's the hardest thing. It's like going on stage. And like when actors are going on stage and if there was anything going on back in their life, they're not giving their fullest. And it's a little bit the same getting, getting up there to teach a yoga class. You can't just get up there and like, okay... Warrior one and warrior two. It's just flat. You need to have like excitement in your voice. And if your life is falling apart, you're not going to have anything really to give to people. So that was devastating. Gave the keys back. We let go of that. But when one door closes, another one opens. Thank God. Yeah. And But you know what? Also, when that door closed, I was like, that's it. I am locking that door and I am never opening that door again. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ever opening another yoga studio. And I said that for about six months. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And it hurts uh, you. It hurts you. And, you know, it knocked your confidence. Big time. Yeah. yeah. It took a long time to heal. And I'd say I'm still healing. And, you know, a yoga studio is, I'm going to talk about this on another podcast, but I, I've still a little bit of a broken heart about my yoga mm. studio. I just, it just disappeared. And then I never spoke about it Aww. to anyone. But, you I know, know it's yeah. such a hard business to get going. It's a really it's hard so business. It's so hard. It's yeah. so hard to make money. It's so hard to... <gasps> You know what? Lights on. People do not understand. People go into a yoga studio and they go, oh my God, it's packed. They must be making loads of money. Oh my God. Yes, there is a lot of money to be made, but to keep a business going, you need a big cash flow. Yeah. Businesses in general need a lot of finances, a lot of money coming in every single day, every single month. And there's good months and there's bad months. And and then the good month has to look after that month. And it's just a balance and act. You have a most incredible studio next door to my little podcast studio. I do. I did it again. I opened the door again. You opened the door. Because I really felt like I had something inside me 
that was like, get back up there and teach then, get back up there. <laughs> and it's about community for you. And that's what I love about your studio. So Suzanne has an incredible studio, Repose. Check her out in Dunleary. Go to yeah. a class. It's really, really, really perfect. And it's amazing. Yeah, and it's, it's an absolute credit to you. Oh, thank you. I'm really proud of it. I have to say, I am really proud of also myself picking up the pieces after me thinking I was never, ever going to be able to do this again. When I look back on it, when I was in my yoga body, I never wanted to leave there. Even though I always said it's not perfect. Like the location's not perfect. It's great. It's by the sea. No parking, all that. The parking where I am now, the parking is free. It's easy. The space is much bigger. And that's really what I needed. Yeah. I needed more space for people to move around. So you let go and the universe provided. But not only that, I also have you. And I don't know if COVID didn't come. I feel like you're one of my COVID gifts. Yeah, I I feel like too. Because I feel like we were on different paths and then COVID happened and it kind of like... It's so weird, right? I was having a really crap time in my studio at that time when you walked in. It was like a really like hard time, you know. We were both having a hard hard time. time, And I was broke. (laughs) And I was like, what am I doing? And then you walked in and we were both just had a big aisle natter about we're both going through the same We needed to help each other. And then I remember I rang my dad who I always ring and I was like, dad, this lovely lady Susanna used to teach classes for and she said we should do a yoga school together. And I really think it was, and he was like, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. And then it went from, from there. I just want to ask you, so you've kind of given there maybe a hard time in your business, but also turning a hard time into a new time, you know, a yes, new time and you're able definitely to, a new chapter. And I think, yeah. you know, I think you've got that resilience, you know, you've got oh, yeah. that fire inside oh, you. Oh yeah, definitely. I've got fire inside me to keep going. I have a lot of fire. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from. There's just something deep inside me that's just like, keep going. Keep going. I think it's in, it. your, in your DNA. Your dad's a it's business in, man. It's totally in my DNA. It's interesting. So my dad's a business person. I am the oldest. So sometimes the oldest can be the boss. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm definitely the boss. I'm the oldest. So there's everything like fit into place. But do you think you're bossy? (laughs) You're laughing because you know I am. (laughs) Do you know what? You're good bossy. You're good bossy. It's funny. Oh, you're being nice. Do you know what? We need it. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, you know, I'm so bossy in so many ways. It's like ridiculous. But I, with good intentions, like no, I have good. such good intentions. Yeah. But that's the thing. I'm bossy because I feel like, oh, okay, I know I really shouldn't say this because I really feel that I just know, oh, it's terrible. Just yeah. spit it out. Go oh, on. it's terrible. I really feel like I, I just know the way things should be. Right. And I know that I know if somebody I've never met your sisters, right? Oh no, they're ever. But I can just picture if I had a sister that was bossy, right? And she said, But I just know the way things should be right. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Oh my god, yeah, totally. Shut the front door. Shut the the front door. Exactly. No, you know what? You get things done and we both have loads of ideas. We pull together. And I think I'm I I think I kinda like 
you know, like I like people to eat nice food so they feel good. My husband's always like, oh, bring me back a treat. And I like try to bring him back like the hell. Like yesterday, I brought him back. broccoli. I brought brought him back a protein flapjack. And he's like, oh, thanks. You know? (laughs) (laughs) And then like he's given out. He's like, oh, you know, going on holidays. I need to lose some weight. I was like, yeah, that's why you're eating those protein flapjacks. You know? So like I'm bossy in a way where it's just my nature. It's your nature. It's my nature. But I'm just going to say something, Suzanne. You're bossy, but you're listening. You listen. And I think if someone is bossy, Mm. okay, but they don't listen or take feedback, then you're in a whole different, but you will be like, and I'll be like, no, I don't. You're like, okay, we'll try that. You're very open to listen. So I'll give you that. Well, that actually is interesting. I just found out this week that, you know, like your star signs, I know I'm a Leo. So that's where the bossiness comes from. (laughs) (laughs) But the deep listening part comes. I didn't know this and a little bit kind of weird even saying it. So my moon is in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So that's where the deep listening comes oh. from. And that's the depth and the learning. And I think that... Yeah. And Scorpios can be quite stubborn as well, though, can't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a mule. Oh, <laughs> my God. Say. Okay, Suzanne, we're going to get back into some of the other questions. I'm loving this. I'm going to ask you, do you think you've got good work-life balance at the moment? Yes, I do. But I always feel like I'm striving for better. Okay. Right. I feel like I've, I've spoken a lot about before. Oh, I was going around killing myself doing this. And, you know, it's really good to like evaluate your life and see where you are and then go, okay, that's not really working for me. You know, when you get to Wednesday and you're like worn out and you're mm-hmm. tired. Okay. Well, what has happened? Yeah. What did you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Okay. Well, hold on a second. I really have tried to create a life. I don't really teach a lot. I teach four classes a week. Yep right? I run the business. Four classes a week is not a lot, but I put my everything into that. But it also takes a lot to run my business. Yeah. Hours and hours. Hours and hours. But then if someone can't do a class, then I'm in. So I really feel like I have worked really hard to get to the point in the life where I have a studio and I'm only teaching four classes. And I really like that. I don't not want to teach because I love teaching. Even this morning I was teaching and there was just teeny tiny little things that were happening and that I was able to see and that I was able to help people out. And I was like, oh my God, I just love that. I get so excited. It fills your cup. I get so excited when I see a small little thing helping someone. Yeah. And you know, that just goes, I love that you said you're always working because you know what I feel at the moment, my my balance has got a little bit better over the last couple of weeks, two weeks probably, but I'm always striving to be better. And you go through these little periods. I was telling you this, I go a mad pocket of bananas and then I have a mad pocket of let's chill and recharge. But it's important to do that. Full circle. Absolutely. But Suzanne, I just want to ask as well, when you decided, can you remember that time when you were like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher, I'm going to do this. That takes a lot of confidence. And I just Mm. want to take this back to people that are thinking about our teacher training and that. And 98 seven percent of the people that contact me about it say to me oh yeah I just want to do it to strengthen my practice I just want to deepen my practice and you know what some people do I just want to learn more about my body which you will a hundred percent will I just want to take a journey of discovery which you a hundred percent will and I think it takes confidence to say I want to be a yoga teacher or I want a career change yeah I'm done Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, it it really does. I think there's a lot of people reevaluating how their life is. Yeah. And I think what people are doing now, they're evaluating what they're doing. They're maybe 
not happy with what they're doing. I think people are, are reevaluating what they want in their life and how they see their lives, right? And I, I think that things are different now. There are so many opportunities out there for people that not everyone has to have a nine to five job. No. Life does not need to be like that, yeah. right? For some people, it does. They're, that's just the way their nature is. That's the way they're just made, right? But there's a lot of people that are like, I really feel like I want something different in my life. I feel like I don't want to have a nine to five job. And I really feel like I want to surround myself with people that I am, that I'm healing with. Yeah. Yeah. It really does take a lot, but I really think that people are, they're looking for something different in their lives. Yeah. And they're ready for a change. And I think that's why it's such an incredible journey. Like this one lady, I just remembering, she was just in Greece and one of our online yogis, shout out to Melissa. Lovely, lovely. Mm -hmm. She did our teacher training with us in 23. Well, this year, 23, she finished and she works as an occupational therapist and she works with people with intellectual disabilities and Mm. all sorts. And what she has done now with it is she started to bring it into her work. Yeah. So she actually works for the HSC and she did like a a program with a couple of the people that are there. And like she said, it was just incredible. And I feel like as well as say if you say oh I don't want to you don't have to do a massive change a change is incredible but sometimes like she was saying her being able to bring that in and she also has a brother that has intellectual I think he's autistic as well so she's grown up with it and she was able to see the benefits of it and now she's bringing it into her everyday work I think she just did a little program for a while and she's going to do it again I just feel like that's just one little example there's loads of people with different stories so let's come back to Donny right so he is um hi Donny so he (laughs) is so beautiful. So Doni was one of the very first guys who I gave a flyer to, came to my class, and then he did our teacher training last year. So he was an electrician and he wanted something. He was re- coming to retirement. So every everyone's story is a little bit different, right? Everyone's life is going to be a little bit different. He wanted to go into retirement, but then also maybe be able to do something different yeah, and be able to still make a little bit of money, right? So you've got Melissa's story, you've got Doni's story. And Doni is, is someone that's really heavily in the GAA as well. Yes. And he was feeling that he just wasn't being stretched out. Yoga was helping him with his performance, his recovery, and he was bringing it in to, and that's that was kind of his whole thing. Let's say what Donny's done in his first oh. classes. So Donny has gone out there <laughs> and he has touched. So each of us, I'm going to attract a certain crowd in my classes. You're going to have different people in your classes. We are all so different. He is... He has got men to come to all men that are all his age that do not want to come to a typical yoga teacher like myself who is blonde, you know, they're, they don't want to listen to me. Who's wearing their Lululemon leggings. No, they want someone in, they want someone in their, in, in their GAA shorts and, and a guy who's older. So he's such base with his community. Yeah. Right. Cause there's also the thing like, are there too many yoga teachers out there? Oh, this is what I want to talk about. And this is what I hear. And one of the lovely ladies on my retreat, she said it. She was on one of my Greek retreats and she was like, Maura, she was like, it's saturated. Maybe not where you are, but 
definitely in Greystones and I actually no way I'm and, joking and I actually debated her on it so I have to say I think that's a really close mindset mentality and I know if you are someone that is a new yoga teacher you probably only follow yoga teachers right so everything you see online is targeted to you as yoga so you're like there's yoga here yoga there yoga here and you create this story in your head there's not enough space for me or there's too many yoga teachers well let me tell you if you are yourself mm-hmm. in Ireland we have nearly 5 million people there's only a tiny tiny percentage doing yoga and just because you're seeing it and hearing it it's just because you're already in doing it but there's so many people I speak to on a daily basis that have never done yoga so there is so much space so don't let anyone tell you it's saturated even in places like California there's loads of yoga teachers but there's still tons of space there's still so many people out there that are going to want to be attracted to that type of person right because each of us are are different and we're all going to bring unique skills to what our classes are what we're going to offer and you know what a lot of yoga teachers during COVID decided not to come back to teach yoga so there is also that too we lost a lot of yoga teachers because they were like oh, you know what, this is too hard because it was hard during COVID. And also so, what happened was they lost their jobs. They lost their jobs, All yes. the studios closed down. Yes. So then, you they know. They got other jobs. And they got other jobs. Yeah. And then they went back to the, another lifestyle. And then, but I'm like, you'll, you'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> but Suzanne, this episode, right, we have talked about lots of little snippets and we haven't even got through the questions that I wanted no, to ask you. But you yeah. know what? It's been such a good episode (laughs) and I feel like we're going to round it up and I'm going to get you back again for season two or season three. I'll definitely get you back where we can talk about more Katona and we'll talk about more of your business story. But Suzanne, last but not least, I want a little story time segment. I know we've told lots of stories. I want you to share a little story, random story that you want to give anything at all. Okay. So the story that I would like to share is, I've shared a lot, but I'm going to talk about something from Hearts of Courage. So it was the very last day of our in-studio Hearts of Courage. And I came in all innocently and they're like, close your eyes. And I was just like, close my eyes. Okay. And I'm like closing my eyes and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to give me chocolates. They're going to give me flowers. Okay. This is a good day. And then they're like, open your eyes. So I open my eyes and there's no flowers. There's no chocolates. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> and, but I was like looking and I was like, oh my God, what do I see in front of me? I see a group of the trainees from Hearts of Courage and they have gone and got themselves tattooed. <laughs> Tattoos, right? tattoos of the hearts of courage and I was like literally even just thinking about the moment now I was just frozen because I could not believe that they had came together and the training was so special that at the end of it they actually had to mark their bodies forever yeah it's fascinating now hold on a second gets better (laughs) (laughs) so Fast forward then a few months and I was chatting to one of the girls and she's like, Suzanne, guess what? Someone else got a tattoo. And I was just like, what? Who else got a tattoo? She's like, Donnie got a tattoo. Sorry, Donnie, we're bringing you up a lot in this one. She's like, Donnie got a tattoo. And I was like, oh, you're joking me. He got a tattoo. I I couldn't believe another person had got a tattoo. Like it's a really big thing to mark your body. That's a lifelong thing. And I just have a photograph. Would you want to see it? I was like, yeah, show it to me, show it to me, show it to me. And 
you're not going to believe this. She you goes, sent me the photo. I sent you the photo, right? I was shocked. <laughs> I know. It's so big. It's huge. <laughs> it's like the size of my hand on his shoulder, right? <laughs> and then she's like, Suzanne, he gave it a name. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the tattoo is Susie. So the tattoo is oh. called after me. Oh so my Susie God. is on his shoulder. I mean, <laughs> like literally having it's a tattoo. So funny. Having a tattoo. It's emotional. It's it really is. Yeah. Like just show, it really just shows you. So obviously it's showed what what an amazing training that was. Like, again, coming back to it, that they signed up for training. Oh, I want to be a yoga teacher. They got so much more. Lifelong connections. Lifelong connections. And every single, ask anyone that's done a t- 200 hours, wherever they've done it in the world or in Ireland, you stay connected to those people forever. You're part of a journey. You're part of a community. Part of a community. And they're going to support you. And I feel like the yeah. people we attract onto our trainings are extra special yeah they really they really <laughs> yeah. they really are and they really want to learn they are, remember the first day of our hearts of her training everyone was like they were so still and they were so quiet and they were just taking everything in yeah i was like are they afraid do you not want to talk but you know i was talking to somebody a few weeks after and she's like the first day i come in i was so drawn in from it i just wanted to learn everything like they they really just want to learn yeah no it's amazing so guys if you're interested look it up parts of courage you can find it on yoga with more more.ie or repose.ie um we're very excited and we're nearly full we're filling up. Yeah, so we the are filling up. Full. Yes, we, yes. we cap both training. So if you're thinking you about it. You do not it, need to get a tattoo. And you don't need to get a tattoo. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we didn't get the tattoos. Chocolates or flowers are okay. <laughs> but Suzanne, how I close these episodes is just a little moment of grounding, a little Ooh, meditation. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you just to take a big inhale, shrug your shoulders up around your ears. And a big exhale and let the shoulders soften down. Close down your eyes, finding a nice tall spine and just taking a moment to relax. Breathe in. Breathe out. Allowing your body just to sink right into your seat. Feeling your calm energy within. Breathe it in. Breathe it out. Breathe in. And out. And then to close this lovely session today, we are going to hum together i'm inviting you to hum at home as well for three rounds of humming just to set our frequency together to feel calm rejuvenated breathe in to hum breathe in again to hum One more big inhale. Palm it all out. Mm. 
taking your hands in front of your heart, a little namaste, prayer position, sitting tall again. And let's gather that new light by rubbing our hands, bringing the energy back, heat them right up on this wintry day. And then when you're ready, place the hands over your eyes, breathe in and blink open. Come back. Namaste. Namaste. Suzanne, namaste. Thank you so much. My business partner, my director. Love you, love you, love you. And I'm going to get you definitely back again because you have so much more to give, but I didn't want to go over the hour. So thank you, everyone, for listening.